coming to you from the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters, Ottawa. This is the weekly show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, WizKid Jeremiah Johnson. And we're joined by a brand new co-host this week. Please give a warm welcome to Big Ben Michon. Welcome to the program, boys. Yay! Happy to be here. First time on the weekly show. Uh, my voice... Uh, I, I probably you can hear it, guys, but um, I'm a little sick, so I apologize in advance for uh, the low quality of my recording tonight. It's very difficult to bash someone who's coming on the show for the first time, and it's even more difficult to bash someone who brings this kind of enthusiasm on a sick day. So thank you for joining us and bringing positivity to my negativity. I'm always bringing positivity to your lives. Uh, Ben, I gotta say your voice at 50% better than most guys' voices at 100%, so you're you're definitely in the right place tonight. Well, thanks guys. I'll do my best. So, uh, it's excellent to have you both on the program. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, but I think we should just jump right, in, right into the deep end on this one. Uh, week 17 just wrapped up. Big week, as we talked about last week on the weekly show. Huge matchups all around, but we can start with the matchup everyone uh, is excited to talk about because Jeremiah and Ben, you guys were squaring off. You had a, a classic match. The evil division of evil hung in the balance. But Jeremiah, you uh, you took this one, 269 to 213.7 for Ben. Uh, so Jeremiah, I mean, let's go through it with you first. How did you feel uh, about this matchup? Um, well, I mean, I was all ready to come on here and just bash the living shit out of Ben. Um, <laughs> however, he wasn't a douchebag like I was hoping he might be. So, I mean, coming into the week, I was I was concerned, I would say. Ben had been putting together some very solid weeks. And uh, I think we're being fair about it as much as I'd like to gloat. I think I just caught him on a week that he wasn't uh, – his team didn't perform his best. Hmm. Very mature response from you, uh, Wiz. I appreciate it. Um, I was also expecting uh, to come here and bash you because I thought you were going to be a big douchebag, but so far you're you're nice tonight, yeah. so I'm going to give you a pass. No, I am a douchebag, just not today. <laughs> well, I can say for this matchup that it was pure bullshit. Um, I mean, good for you, Jeremiah. You put up solid points this week, um, but my players were just, were just shitting the bed. Um, my offense just wasn't there at all. Um, except for Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz was the superhero. Uh, he's probably the only reason why I'm over 200, uh, to be fair. Um, other than that, my pitching is just, ugh, ugh, where's the pitching? Like, other than Corbin, who had a nice, I mean, not even, he pitched two games and only got 21 points. That's, I'm expecting much better than him. Uh, other than that, yeah, like, just a week 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 for me um but hopefully uh it'll be better for the coming uh weeks yeah and uh espn is this really interesting uh update where you can see the top three uh performers on each team and i think the interesting the interesting I takeaway i get out of our yeah. matchup is that obviously nelson cruz has almost as many points as a two-start noah Syndergaard, so that's that's fine yeah but also Noah Syndergaard was my top performer, which is interesting given that we had that swap earlier in the year. Um, I, I don't yeah. know how long that'll last. How's that working out for you, by the way, this trade? Do you like it? Are you I, regretting I have regrets, it? yeah. Joey bought us a plug. And uh, Ozuna's been good, so. Yeah, I'm. to be honest, I'm very happy I got rid of Joey Votto. It sounds bad to say it, that, you know, he's a true... A Canadian hero in our hearts, <laughs> and I was sad at the trading him, but I knew his days were uh, counting, and uh, made sure to make a quick deal with you. And to be honest, I was ec ecstatic when I made that trade. So uh, so far, I'm still happy. So uh, I mean, at least you got a good pitcher right now who's going back to his own days. So hopefully, it will work out for you. Uh, so jumping back to talking about week 17, I mean, obviously, Jeremiah won this one, Ben lost this one. Uh, you guys are both, in all likelihood, both uh, playoff-bound teams. Just reflecting on your team's performance this week, do you have confidence for the playoffs? I mean, neither of you guys ha had an especially high point total, so is there some trepidation there? Uh, no, no. <laughs> well... <laughs> 
I'll answer for Why both of us. Neither of us are concerned. Um, I'm rostering like half a rotation on the DL right now. And uh, like I said, Ben was having a bad week, so he'll be better. Yeah. Um, I have some favorable matchups coming up. Uh, so I should be fine. I'm confident I'll make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just hopeful that my players will perform the rest of the way or at least be average and I should be fine. Um, yeah, I don't expect to win it all this year, but who knows? I might pull off a, a surprise. Fair enough. Uh, I'm sure you guys both have good reason to be confident in your teams. Uh, and there is still time to get things right. Uh, there is a more regular season left. Uh, obviously, we can talk about this matchup all day, but there's lots else happening in Week 17 we got to get to. Uh, so I think it's only fair now that we talk about the, the highest-scoring team in the league last week. Uh, and this was a fairly close race. There was a, a number of teams right in this sort of threshold, but only one team last week beat 300 points, and that was the Mad King. Uh, Ryan's new apparently permanent name he got 300.9 points just eclipsing that mark uh, and uh, obviously this was a big twist the division matchup against the Squirtle squad uh, and the Squirtle squad had 199.5 so a 100 point margin there for Ryan that's big and obviously that goes a, a long way in the division hunt for him uh, how do we feel about this one Jeremiah I think your your new team name maybe gives some things away but how are we feeling about Ryan's team at this point I mean Besides the fact that Ryan is just a fraud using this name when he doesn't even own the player, as my name alludes to. Um, I mean, it's impressive. 300 points. Ryan's been putting up consistently good weeks, as he is only so happy to tell you on Slack. He is the second highest team in points with many lower losses than he deserves. But uh, I think this is more impactful for the Squirtle squad because I think it basically takes him out of the division hunt and potentially out of the playoff picture. Yeah, I think realistically this was a a very important win for the squirrel squad and they did uh hit their goal basically of getting 200 points and making things interesting but uh ryan just could not be stopped his his team is performing very well his rotation in particular seems to be uh pretty lights out at the moment and that's huge for a, a potential playoff team yeah um the squirrel squad man i i believe in them i think they can pull off a surprise in the coming weeks uh, they're the money ballers, man. They keep on winning. Um, well, they lost obviously last week, but right now I believe they're leading this week. I may be wrong, but um, they they just know how to pull off the win. I won't be surprised surprised if they uh, might uh, snag a playoff spot, but who knows? We'll see. You're like positive to a fault, my friend. Like, why are you buying into this <laughs> bag of trash? Like, if I hand you a bag of dog shit. With a rose on it, would you think it smells nice? Like, no. Come on, man. This team is this team is what it is. This team is Jeremiah. Okay. Jeremiah. Right. Come on. We have to find positivity in life. We have to find the good no, the good things. Don't. The Squirtle Squad is bad. They're just, <laughs> they're just not good. Like 200 points is their goal because they're bad. They've beaten up on teams that are on bad weeks. Their point total is awful. Their points for is bad. I mean, they're not a playoff team, and they'll tell you that. They'll say that to you on Slack if you ask them. I okay, I I agree with you. Their teams, their team is not good. Like their players are not like great. However, it's just the streaming when they it, they win because of the, the streaming pitchers. They win because they they get players who have hot streaks. Um, it's th- there's a reason why they're nine seven zero right now. And they're a winning team. They're over 500. I think that's pretty good for what they have. They're barely over 500. And, I mean, they streamed 10 guys last week to get their 200 points. Ryan streamed 7, which is the minimum, basically. You max out. You're not trying to get any streamers. And he got 300. So I think if you put down about 220, 230 points, they can stream 15 guys. They're not going to win. True. Yeah, for points. So I, I, I mean, not to disagree too wholeheartedly, but fuck Cam and Jathish. they suck. <laughs> all you need to know. <laughs> so who else uh, sucks in this league? <laughs> tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I mean, we can move on to further matchups when Nick's ready. I can tell you all about it. 
Well, <laughs> speaking of teams that suck and were name dropped earlier, the Moneyballers had a matchup this past week, uh, taking on Aiden in the other big showdown from twice the division. Uh, and it was Aiden who did take this one, 243.9 to 168.7. So obviously Aiden stays alive, also 10-6 and six in this division race. Uh, Ash, if there was any faint hope left, it's extinguished now, 6-10, and 10, uh, looking like a Europa team. Uh, but, I mean, obviously a win for Aiden. Not a convincing one in my books, but uh, Ben, how do you feel about Aiden and his chances? Are you, are you positive there as well? Man, Aiden's team is weird. I just, I look... <sighs> I, I'm not a fan of his team. I look at his players, and they don't really appeal to me. Um, obviously, he has some great players like Michael Chavez or Pete Alonso. But uh, it just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe they can go really far into the playoffs. But who knows? Maybe the month of September will be a crazy crazy one for him. But I just... No, I'm not a fan. Um, Maybe... Good for him if he makes the playoffs. I'm happy for him, but I don't believe he'll go far. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% on board with everything you just said. Aiden is going to lose in the first round if he makes the playoffs at all, which isn't even a guarantee at this point. This kind of matchup just pisses me off because Aiden gets a walk on a matchup score that's just mediocre at best. So, I mean, his record is propped up a little bit. He's in the playoff hunt longer I mean, I don't know. I agree with Ben. I don't think his players are that great. I don't think he has... Like, sure, he has one of the best pitchers, as Mike is happy to tell us. But, I mean, his team as a whole is pretty meh. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Aiden. We're not We're not sorry. I we're just, just telling you how yeah. it is. No. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah telling, telling it how it is. <laughs> I do think that it's interesting that he has this matchup against Ash because it seems like a, a little bit of a reversal there where before Ash was the guy who skated by in close matchups and found ways to win, got lucky. And uh, now it seems like that's what Aiden's doing this year and that's how he's been able to, to get this record. And uh, I mean, not to get too far ahead, but he's got a, a pretty strong lineup to finish the season. So he might be able to put together a few more wins yet. It won't, it won't mean he deserves them. We'll see. So, yeah. Well, and with uh, Ash, I mean, obviously we feel bad for the guy. He had some good point totals the the season, but one sixty eight point seven. That's not going to cut it in pretty much any week. It's weird though. Ash is like a sick team though. I don't understand. I love his team. Like I actually love his team. I don't know why he has this record. Um, there's a lot of players that I would like. He just has like he always does this where he has like young studs and then just like fringy like shitty peripheral pieces. Combined with like mediocre management, mm-hmm. this is this is what happens. I I'm not kidding. Like he knows this. It's knowledge that his management skills are like subpar. I think I think it's not the knowledge, Nick. I see his vision, <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's just the execution. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> uh, lack of execution seems to be a, a good descriptor for Ash. <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's uh let's catch our breaths a bit with Sorry, two uh, matches with less serious implications. Uh, first off, we've got the Bash Brothers RKR taking on Chow, uh, and it's Chow who wins with a very good point total again, two eighty seven to one seventy six point eight for RKR. Uh, that brings Chow to an even eight and eight five hundred on the season. Uh, Bash Brothers three and thirteen, not a not a great year for RKR. But uh, how do we feel about this matchup, you guys? Hey boy. I mean, Chow, <laughs> his team, uh, I also don't really believe in his team, but he has, like, great players. Um, he has some great, I mean, I see Jared Cole, I see uh, Lindor, I see Mookie Betts, and I'm, but the rest is just, eh, I don't know. Uh, I, I do not know. What, what do you think, Jeremiah? I, I'm not ready for playoff Chow. I'm concerned that he's going to sneak in there in like the eighth spot, and like yeah. he, I, like Tillo or me are just going to get wiped in round one by Chow because Chow is just like a mastermind. But I'm more what I care about here is I'm still mad about RKR ruining my perfect season. I'm not over it. I'm just not. I I hate that guy for that. Fuck. I mean, he's he's not even a hateable dude. Like he seems like a nice guy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Chow's like we went over the flex in this article, but Chow's got a 
a long road to make the playoffs. And it might be too little too. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty close for him. Um, but I do not expect him to make the playoffs. But we'll to see. To make a uh, sexy Europa pick, though. Sexy chow indeed. Uh, uh, speaking of matchups that were uh, lopsided and relatively inconsequential for guys with long roads to the playoffs, I was in a matchup this week taking on Garth M. Uh, it started off close, but thanks to uh, a couple of really good days there on the, the weekend, I managed to pull away with a, a point total of 299.7 to 147.4 for Garth M. So I I did manage to uh, to double up there on Gar- uh, Garth M, but uh, I mean... I'll I'll let you guys talk about it first. Do you guys have any uh, strong feelings about this matchup? Strong week for you, Nick. Good, look at you. you. Had ten starts, three hundred points. That's great. How do you <laughs> feel? Like, do you think you can make the playoffs? Or I mean, I continue to be a, a true believer in my own playoff chances. It does seem like the team is hitting uh, its its stride a little bit. We've got a, a good point total here. Uh, could take on a, a lot of teams that past week. So it's unfortunate I was stuck with Garth M, but. Uh, you know what? That's mm. the way it goes sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it feels like overall the there's a lot of guys who have been playing really well as of late, uh, which obviously is helpful. Uh, and that's all you can really do is control your own success and uh, feeling good about the team. Uh, feeling great about Eric Hosmer. He's had a, a great second half so far. Uh, that one goes out yeah. to all the haters who roasted me after the draft. Uh, really love that guy. And yeah, just overall a, a pretty good feeling in my team, and uh, that's all you can ask for at this stage in the game. And I see that uh, Jose Altuve made a good uh, had a good week as well. That's uh, Altuve's been yeah. been good lately. He's got his extra base power back. He's uh, he's hitting lots of doubles, so uh, definitely enjoy that. And uh, hopefully he can uh, string a couple more multi hit games together, get that batting average up even higher. Well, uh, back here in reality, um, Eric Hosmer is still bad. Um, I'm not going to comment on your draft choices because, frankly, I forget where you drafted Hosmer, but it was probably too soon. Um, your best bet would be to drop one of these weeks in the Europa, which is where you're inevitably headed. Um, and in that case, you could win the whole thing with a, with weeks like this. The problem with your team, and I think it's been the problem for a while, is that you have these peaks and valleys and you're trying to ride out the valleys to get to weeks like this. So if you get the timing down, you're going to go. I mean, I would argue that the, the real key is that uh, I I think, you know, at this point I just need to string together a bunch of good weeks. So if I could uh, hit 300 points the next, what is it? Six weeks of the season, that would be a pretty good, pretty good feeling. So uh, <laughs> let's aim for that. Uh, and I would like to point out that uh, Eric Hosmer has substantially more points than Joey Votto on the season. So, no, I will not trade him one for one. I am very sorry, Jeremiah. Good try, though. I mean, your team, as one of us states professional here, goes as Jose Altuve and Jacob deGrom go. And it's no coincidence that they were two of your top three point scorers, along with that homeless bum, Eric Hosmer. Um, so, I think that being said, if those guys can continue to perform at the elite level, which I mean, they're stars. Hopefully, they can. Then you should be in good shape. Uh, all right, let's go L two A to Grom. Glad we're uh, we're all agreed there that they're the best players in the game. Uh, yep. <laughs> what I said. Moving on. Obviously, a bunch more big matchups. This one uh, was obviously well hyped. A lot of talk about it going into this week. The result was a little more lopsided than I think was anticipated. But uh, we had, uh, of course, Flex taking on Kaminsky. Uh, again, uh, another redacted division showdown, a lot on the line here. And it was Kaminsky who managed to win the day, 267.6 to 196.9. So under 200 for Flex. Uh, big win here for Kaminsky. He keeps the division very much in play. He's now 11-5, and five, Flex sitting at 12-4. and four. Uh, I mean, how do we feel about these two guys and the, the strengths of their team? Who would, who would you rather be facing in the playoffs as it stands? Flex. I mean... I don't want to brag, but I'm going to do a brag. I never had a week under 200. And I think Flex had at least two or three. And I think that's a red flag for me. Um, I would much rather face Flex than uh, Kaminsky, who for me has one of the best teams in the league. What do you think, uh, James? I, I'm still... I'm, uh, I wouldn't want to face Mike. I'm still getting over the uh, finals loss last year on the Sunday. 
to Mike. Um, I also purchased some memorabilia from Mike, so I'm biased. However, that aside, um, much rather would face flex. Like Ben saying, his team has these like weird performances where they just like all collectively shit the bed at the same time. And I don't really understand it because on paper, his team should be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But I think Mike's going to win the division. I don't know what you guys think. That's my call at this point in time. Flex has a great team. I just don't know why he's so streaky. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, he has some great pitching, great batters. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's, they're, they're I have missing, no idea. They're missing Jose Fernandez. Oh, uh, yeah. Rest in peace. I mean, I will say to uh, to Flex's credit, uh, this is a, a bad week, obviously, but there's a reason he's 12-4. and four. He's found ways to win a lot of matchups this season. So it's not a, an accident that he has the record he does. But, I mean, at the same time, you don't want to get the, the guy who's hot right now. And it does seem like Kaminsky, since he's officially started trying, uh, really focusing, uh, that his team has, has taken a definite step forward in the overall playoff race. Hmm. I just want to say I remember that Flex had was a team with the was one of the teams with the lowest amount of points, and he had a, like a tons of wins. I think he just had some favorable matchup in their uh, early season, but right now um, I'm seeing his standings, and he's seventh or eighth. Ash is actually like has more points than him, <laughs> which I think it's pretty funny. Um, also, Flex has not a lot of points against him, which could be a factor. So who knows? Maybe he got lucky. Maybe he's good. He's. We'll see uh, in the playoffs. Here's the thing: like we're always bashing teams for scoring low amount of points or getting low amount of points against them, but we always like kind of glaze over Flex's ineptitude in these matchups. And I don't understand why. Like I would love to face Flex in the playoffs. In fact, I would rather face Flex than Ben in round one. So, to all the non-believers, how did that? To all the non-believers, especially you, Jeremiah Johnson. Way to have our back, Ben and Nick. We know we are a much better team than we came up and represented ourselves, and we were we're pissed off. We're just ready to come back and show what kind of defense, what type of team this was, what kind of character we had. We take a lot of slack. People gave us no chance, like we barely made it in the playoffs. We're good fantasy baseball team. It looks like this team edited with anger all podcast why flex for all you non-believers disrespect us talk crap about the defense like we're the third best defense in the league all we hear is about their defense they can't stop a nosebleed 25th in the league and we don't want to get disrespected congratulations see you in pittsburgh can't wait that's nice of you yeah, to say. I try. yeah I try. <laughs> you're very nice yeah. today so I would rather face, I'd rather face Ben and Flex, which Ben has a record, I think, the same or worse than this, right? So Flex sucks. That's the lesson here. I mean, I do feel an urge to jump in. Historically on this show, I've defended teams who don't have the most points but still have winning records because the trick is that you just need a team that has a, a high floor. That way you can win a lot of matchups when other teams struggle, and it's just about getting that consistency week to week. But at the same time, as we've discussed, Flex has not had that either. He has not had a team that's been able to put up a solid, you know, 225 every week. He's had a, a ton of hills and valleys. So I think Ben really is onto something here and that this has just been a, a lot of luck for Flex this season. Maybe his name reputation is scaring some other teams. I don't know. But uh, that sort of makes him a, an easy target in the, the playoffs. And so that first round matchup, whoever Flex ends up facing, that's going to be a, a highly watched one, no doubt. Well said. Uh well, thank you very much, Ben. We can uh, move on now. A couple other matches we can talk about from the previous week. We've got Newton, as he uh, will now be referred to on the program, uh, taking on Staddle Monsters. Uh, Mount, sorry, the Staddle Monsters uh, of Ian Stads against Staddleman, in front of the show. Uh, and it was Stads who beat Newton, 230.7 to 188.5. So obviously, this is not the, the most consequential of results, but it does keep Stads in uh, the playoff hunt. Uh, he's now nine and seven. Newton, of course, six and ten. Uh, how do we feel about Stads? Obviously, this is not a huge point total, but he's uh, again at nine and seven, sort of in the thick of it uh, in terms of the the playoff race. How do we feel about his chances? His chances, 
chances rely uniquely on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He put up 42 points uh, last week. If he can repeat that performance um, in the coming weeks, he probably has a good shot of making the playoffs. But I think it really relies on him. I think that's the main core of his team. I don't disagree with you. I think his team also relies heavily on pitching, which has been an issue for him most of the season. And I think you would agree um, it's a weak spot for him. The other concern, too, is Robinson Cano, who was the second-highest point-getter last week, has gone on the IL, and it looks like for a long time. So I don't know how that's going to impact him and his chances going forward. Yeah, well, I mean, is Otani pitching this season? No. Or is he just batting? He's just batting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think he's going to make it. I, I know I'm a person, but if we're being honest here, I don't think he's quite got the team to get there. And I think it's going to be kind of like a ninth or tenth situation for him. It'll be very close, that's for sure. I mean, obviously, Stads does not control his own destiny at this point. He needs other teams to lose in in tandem with him winning. Uh, so from that point, he's at a disadvantage, uh, which what that really means is he needs to have some high point totals, really win these remaining games convincingly. And a, a 230.7 point total is not that great. So, I mean, yeah, he's got injuries. Yeah, Vladdy is, is heating up a little bit. But unless the rest of the team can pull together, he might struggle to win out. Uh, and even if he does, he's not going to be doing it with big point totals. So I think there are definitely a number of questions that you can ask of his team at this point. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. Uh, so speaking of a guy who is uh, definitely in the playoffs, some would even say waiting for the playoffs, Tillo was taking on Jamil this week in a Jeffrey Jungle Division showdown. Uh, and Tillo, obviously, with the, the lead in the division, is just trying to ice his cake at this point, and he did it with another win here. 247.8 for Tillo, 173.8 for Jamil, so he kept it relatively close, but was, in fact, the loser. Uh, Tillo, 13-3, and three, looks in a pretty good shape for the playoffs in terms of record, but how do we feel about Tillo's recent performance? I mean, he's just... He's just coasting. There's he can just sit sit around, not do anything. He'll still make the playoffs easily, um, which is good for him. Uh, he has a great team. I'm very, uh, I'm scared of his team. I do not want to face him. Um, so yeah, I mean, good for him. I think he's uh, probably just relaxing and waiting for playoffs. Now, I I could be wrong here, but I think they were mentioning one of the changes this year or whatever is that the Playoff seeding will be determined by record, regardless of whether you win your division or not. So, I mean, he's coasting. I think it's in his best interest to keep winning. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he's the best team in the league right now. I don't know if that's necessarily news, but I do. I don't. I don't have a, an opinion on who's the best team right now. I think there's <clears throat> three or four of them who are uh, close to being number one, or like pretty close as to being the best the best team um but definitely like he's he's in the i mean the top, i think tillo sure. has himself set up very well right now he's got basically just a, a straight lineup and then a, a bunch of pitchers he can move in and out uh he's gotten a, a lot of talent but the the question for me obviously he wants to win he gotta win here without really trying maybe he can do that in subsequent weeks but when it does come to playoff time how is he going to be able to improve his roster and take it to the next level whether that involves more switching in and out of relievers, whether he's going to make some tweaks to this lineup and, and fill some of the gaps. I don't know. And I think those are, are questions that Tillo is hopefully asking himself right now and that he's uh, using this opportunity to really focus on mapping out a game plan come playoff time. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the playoffs. I'm, uh, you know, first year in the league for me, so I do not know which teams are good at man- managing just yet but i believe he's he's uh he should be pretty good so we'll see uh well we've got two more matchups we can talk about here uh before we move on from week 17 to week 18 uh we got chris kennedy taking on jeffrey Lim in uh another relatively low stakes matchup and this one got close this one was uh was interesting with chris scoring 216.2 to 178 for Lim. uh so chris wins moves to 12 and 4 Lim 4 and 12 that's uh, not a great record, but uh, at least it was a, a bit of a competitive one. I don't know. How do you guys feel about the, the two teams in this matchup? 
I mean, I'm surprised that Jeremy, Jeffrey Lim uh, got four wins, to be honest, this season. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeffrey, but <laughs> just your team is... Uh, yeah, I don't see the, the good players here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, good for you that you got four wins and you got, you got into a close matchup. But I, I just want to say Chris' team is also very weird. Um, I see his team... And <clears throat> I don't really like it, but I can see why he's good, if that if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. What do you think, James? I want to face Chris in the playoffs so Yeah. <laughs> I can't even contain myself. Like, Chris is the definition of a paper tiger. I mean, he has two or three players where you're like, okay, these are good players. These are star players, like Freddie Freeman. Uh, you know, maybe Kyle Hendricks, if you want to include him. Um, but outside of that, it's just that maybe D.D. Gregorius, like, he doesn't have anything. No. He's going <laughs> to drop, like, 200 points. Some in the 200 to, like, 220 window. Like, he is a 12-4 and 4 version of the Squirtle Squad, in my opinion. Like, you yeah. want to face him in the playoffs. Well, I mean, Ben, if you figured out what makes his team good, please share with the rest of us because I, I still don't get it. I mean, he's had a, a lot of luck. He's won a lot of low-scoring matchups. Uh, it really does not feel like he has that much quality on his team, uh, but he manages to just sort of skate by with the, the guys he does have. He's definitely outkicked his coverage in terms of the performance he's had of some of these guys. Uh, and so from that sense, I, I do agree that he would be vulnerable in the playoffs. Uh, but I mean... Yeah, I I just think it's uh, interesting. Obviously, he doesn't listen to the show, so we'll never know for sure. But I'm genuinely curious how this season has matched up to his expectations and whether he really did think that he would be uh, at 12-4 and four at this stage in the game or whether he imagined himself maybe closer to 8-8. Eight and eight. Well, I mean, it's... Chris is a mystery. His team is a mystery. Everything about him is a mystery. <laughs> it's... It's simple enough here, fellas. Like the guy has the second lowest points against, so teams have scored the second lowest amount of points on him in the entire league, and he's only tenth in points for, which is like a mix of like just getting enough points to beat these shit teams that are putting up no points against him. That's how it's going down. Simple as that. Two twenty to two hundred every week. That's that's very true. Um, I didn't know it was that bad for points against, but yeah, that definitely. Uh is a good possibility as to why his team is uh, 12 and 4. Even funner fact, the team with the least points put up against it is Richard Tello. No way! Yes. So, that's even more fun. But but Tillo's situation is more weighed down by the fact that he's third in points 4. So he's just crushing people who are bad, right? Well, and I would say that also probably has something to do with the fact they've both played in the Jeffrey Jungle, and the the difference between the good teams and the bad teams there has never been more dramatic than any division ever. I mean, they have three other teams in that division who are not going to put up a ton of points against them. That doesn't obviously explain everything, but that's that's a factor for sure. No, no, for sure. I was going to say, that is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just find it interesting. Like, you couldn't say that Tillo and Chris are any more different in how we view them, but they've literally, within 70 points, put up against them, right? 3306 for Chris, 3292 for Tillo, right? The only difference is Chris is not putting up any points when he beats these bad teams. Hmm. So it's a matter of luck, so, probably. Probably, yeah. He's running against. Uh, Against bad teams, he's running yeah. decent. Better to be lucky than good sometimes. Hmm. I wonder if there's going to be a re- if we're going to reorganize the divisions uh, next year. That can be uh, something interesting, something to consider. Imagine like rivalry divisions. <laughs> be Ooh. fun. Be good. Uh, well, we still have one more matchup to talk about from Week 17, so let's jump to that. Uh, obviously, this was a, a stacked slate of matchups, a bunch of very important divisional ones, a lot of titles on the line. But the one matchup that came out of nowhere and surprised everyone was the one 
where the thing happened that everyone said was impossible. <laughs> uh, I think Cam himself said he would never imagine this happening in a thousand years. That's right. Ellie has won a second matchup, <laughs> 155.8 to 144.9 for Luke. So Luke's uh, success in his Little League coaching career has not translated in fantasy. Uh, I think that's a little bit understandable, but Ellie is the lucky recipient of a win with 155.8 points, uh, now 2-14. and 14. Uh, Great for him. Not a one-win season, but a two-win season. Uh, anything else we want to add about oh, this man. one? Oh, man. I have so much to say. Okay, first of all... <laughs> Ellie only had two games started, only two pitchers <laughs> started. <laughs> and Luke, I saw last week that there was a there was tons of pitchers sitting on his bench that like should have like actually should have been in the rotation instead of on the bench. So obviously he didn't look at his team once in the week. Um and probably Ellie either. So <laughs> it was just a matter of Two teams who <laughs> weren't there, <laughs> who didn't give a fuck, <laughs> and it ended in a one fifty-five to one forty-four match. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty funny. That's pretty jokes. I mean, if Ellie's going to be kicked out of the league for inactivity, Luke should also be kicked out of the league for losing to Ellie because Ellie needs like this is atrocity. Like two wins. Why can't a team have one win all season? When is that ever going to happen? <laughs> In my lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> but like Nick was pointing out, he was helping little kids with baseball. So it's hard to hate on him yeah, too much. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I would argue it's just the, the dumb luck of fantasy baseball. Even the worst team somehow manages to be right twice a day. Meh. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what? I give less fucks than they did about the matchup. I don't care. These, these teams, one belongs in like triple a affiliate of this league and the other one i mean god bless him but fuck the other one in a double a yeah get it together man let's go some are Uh, dedicated and some are not what's his excuse next week helping old ladies read at the senior citizen center like what's (laughs) going on okay (laughs) fuck asking the real questions uh, well, that's going to do it for uh, for week 17. Uh, does anyone have any concluding thoughts about the the week as a whole? Did it live up to expectations? <clears throat> Why did we end on this matchup? <laughs> Such a face. It's the most important matchup of the week, obviously. <laughs> yeah. We'll always remember what that segment. Uh, well, we can just jump right into week 18 then. Uh, another big week, obviously. They're all big weeks from here on out, but this one especially does have some uh, really important matchups. A lot of guys could potentially be eliminated from playoff contention this week, so for those teams, the the pressure has never been higher. But, I mean, let's start with a, a matchup between two teams who uh, are obviously most likely headed to the playoffs, and I think it's a, a healthy serving of beef there between the two teams. Of course, I'm talking about the showdown between Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati, uh, and Ryan, the Mad King, as he's now known. Uh, obviously, Kaminsky coming in 11-5, and five, Ryan is 10-6, and six, and right now this matchup is looking awfully close. Ryan has the slight edge, 68.3 points to 66.8 for Kaminsky, but it could really go either way yet. Uh, I mean, guys, who do we like in this one? Man, I'm pumped to see who's going to win this matchup. It's going to be very intriguing. Um, Obviously, this matchup is huge as to which teams are going to make the playoffs um, based on the Ian uh, playoffs uh, predictor uh, calculator that he uh, created uh, two weeks ago. Um, And every single time, this matchup was the key as to if Chris was making the playoff or if Ryan was making the playoffs. Anyway, I'm just very excited to see the end result of this well, matchup. Um, I'm going to actually pick a team, and I'm going to go with the Mad King because I <laughs> had more consistent high point performances. He topped 300 points last week, which Kaminsky has not done um, last week anyway. I don't want to say recently because I don't actually know. But um, I'm going to take Ryan. Less start to use so far. Um, and I just believe in his team more. I actually think Ryan's a better team of the two, which might shock some people. Yeah, I'm actually going to take uh, Kaminsky on this one. Um, I think Kaminsky is, uh, has a better team 
than Ryan. So we'll see. Uh, well, I get to be the tiebreaker then. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close matchup. It would not surprise me at all if it came down to late Sunday, but I think I am going to pick Kaminsky on this one, if only because I love the drama. Uh, this really would add a, another layer to the Ryan playoff saga uh, and put a, a lot more scenarios in play going forward. So I think that just for that reason alone, Kaminsky is probably going to pick up the win here. And this has been very interesting a little while longer. I'm excited for the memes. I'm sure there's going to be some memes after this matchup. Or <laughs> I want to see Mike or Edir Ryan make an amazing meme dissing the other. I mean, yes, that yeah. is my yeah. I mean, that is my wish. Ryan's going to drop this track. Mike's going to attack Ryan's beard. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> and right now, they're pretty much tied. Yeah, they're 68 against 68 right yeah. now. Damn, such a close up. matchup. Lim loves it. Yeah. Uh, bunch more <laughs> interesting matches we can talk about. Uh, we've got a showdown of two current division leaders and possibly, dare I say, a playoff matchup that we could see down the line. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the showdown between Tillo and Jeremiah. Uh, where Tillo obviously leading the Jeffrey Jungle, Jeremiah leading the Evil Division of Evil, and leading this matchup. He has 99.8 points to 63.9 for Tillo. Jeremiah, how are you feeling about your matchup so far? I mean, I'd feel a lot better if John Lester wasn't a bag of shit, but outside of that, I mean, I feel okay. I don't know. Tillo might not even try that much. I don't know if he's up for this matchup. I mean, last year he dropped the diss track, so he got that out of his system. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel okay about it. I don't think he's given it 100%, so I have a chance. Yeah, I mean, I think I would also pick you to win this matchup. For reasons. It's very clear that Tillo is on cruise control right now, and uh, it does seem like you would benefit from winning this matchup, uh, lock up the division, hopefully uh, maybe get a, a better playoff seating. So uh, I think that this is one that probably is uh, favorable to you, and so I'm going to pick you in this matchup. Yeah, I hate to say it, because... I'm looking. I want your spot at the top of, <laughs> of our division, but I think you're actually going to win this one. Um, I think you're on a, you're on a roll right now. Your players are they've been the hot since last week, since the end of last week, and I'm just going to continue from now on. So good for you. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah. Let's see if you can pull off the win. Oh, well, Ben says it's true. It's going to happen. So. Uh, so... <laughs> Speaking of matchups with just huge playoff we'll implications, we've got the big showdown between Stads and Aiden. Uh, very much playoff spots on the line in this one for whoever wins, whoever loses. The the, the stakes are very high. incredibly tight matchup right now. We've got Aiden in the lead with 56.5 points to 52 for Stads. So, uh, yeah, could definitely be the direction, but who do you guys like to win this matchup? I'm hoping for Ian on this one. I'm rooting for him. I think it's going to be... I think he has a lot more um, to win for. Like, I think Aiden is... I don't know. I, I don't think he's actually... Uh, I don't know, actually. It's it's going to be very tight. But I think I think Ian's going to pull off this one. I think he wants it more than Aiden. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, Aiden doesn't listen to this podcast, but it's pretty clear that Ben just doesn't like him. Which is fine. <laughs> I will get in this boat also. We can paddle it together. I want Ian to win, so I'm going to pick him. Um, Ian's desperate. I think he's going to make the required ad drops, rotate his pitching properly, pick up some relievers as he needs. I think he's going to win. Hmm. Although I have to mention that Ian already has three games started, and Aiden has zero. And Aiden is leading. So that could be I mean, a factor to as who's going to win. This, Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was positive all night long You're and now I'm negative once. And... <laughs> I mean, uh, I think that between this matchup, the matchup with Ryan and the matchup with Squirrel Squad, you realistically could see the top three teams in twice the division all lose this week, which would make that race very intriguing uh, going down the, the final stretch. So for that reason, I'm going to take Stads to win this one too. Uh, I think that it's a close matchup. You can make strong arguments either way, but again, just for the sheer drama of it all, if Stats were to pull out a victory here, that would... Uh, really amp things up and it's probably not in my best interest for stats to win at this point but 
I'm gonna say he does just for uh, just for the drama of it all. Um, who's Scott Lou? Do we know? No idea. Never met the man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. A uh, bunch more matchups we can talk about here. Let's do uh, one that's uh, maybe a Europa preview. Uh, two teams that are, are definitely going to be looked to in that competition. Of course, talking about the showdown between Newton and Ash Sebastian, the Moneyballers. And it's Newton who's out to a, a big lead here, 114.3 to 61.4 for Ash. So Newton looking very hot right now. Uh, both these guys are, are 6-10, and 10, but do we think that one of these two teams has an advantage in this matchup? Man, I'm pissed. Ash. I don't get it. <laughs> we just we've talked about this earlier, but <clears throat> his team is good. I just don't get why he doesn't put up as much points. It's it's unfortunate, but I guess uh, Newton's gonna win this one. Newton's got the breeding going. He's got the kid coming. He's he's just gonna win. Like there's just you can't stop nature, man. Yeah, it's proven. Once you're dad, you get better. <laughs> you perform better. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's scientific uh i will say that the the storyline of ash going back to back in europa fun, but it really does not seem like his team is pulling all together right now it's definitely a, a fragmented performance and you can't argue with the the big lead so i think i'm gonna make it a hat trick for newton uh it does seem like he's got a a good shot in this one yeah it looks like it uh well Let's let's uh, talk about your matchup now, Ben. You're taking on Jamil in a, an interesting matchup. Obviously, you're eleven and five. He's at four and twelve, and you're also of the gate. Very hot, very hot start to the week. One nineteen. That's a, a great point total for a, a Tuesday night. Jamil's at forty five point four. So, how are you feeling about your chances in this one? I mean, I was hoping I would put up this performance last week, but what can you do? That's life. Um, I've noticed, and my players are started getting hot like on Saturday or Sunday. So now they're just in the very uh, very hot streak. JD Davis is raking the ball right now. Jonathan Villar has just just did a cycle uh, I think yesterday. Um Nelson Cruz is still a superhero. And Yellick is Yellick. So <laughs> right now things are going well. Um I have three players on the bench who can play in my regular lineup. Um I'm feeling a strong win on this week. Yeah, I mean, you got a bye week, so it's just kind of the way it goes, I guess. Jamil is like a free victory, and you're cr- crushing him. And I mean, sure, yeah. you've used more starts, but I mean, I don't, I don't think you're gonna have any issues here, unfortunately. So, yeah, it sucks. It wasn't against you. <laughs> Some would call it a bye week, but others would call it a prove it week. And I mean, at this point, you're playing a single player game, just seeing how high you can get that score. Ben, can you top? 300 can you top 400 nobody even knows uh i do think you're gonna win this one it'll be interesting though i do think you have a a good potential for a 300 point week which would obviously be a a nice feather in your cap heading into the playoffs but that's an interesting question we can revisit on the next episode yeah i don't think except the first week against jeremiah i don't think i put up over 300 points or i think i did against you nick actually but it would be nice to see that 300. Yes, I, I like that 300. It's a nice number. Let's, uh, let's try uh, to A nice for number that. indeed. Uh, I guess we can talk about my matchup next. I'm in uh, one against Chris Kennedy. He's 12-4. and four. I am 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, He's currently got the edge 84.5 points to 58.7 for yours truly. So uh, Chris out to the early lead. Uh, I'll just say from my perspective to quote Ryan, you can't lose to Chris Kennedy. Uh, this is very much my season on the line. Uh, I do feel good, though. I do feel like I uh, have potential for a big week comeback. I got a lot of pitching performances, uh, good pitching matchups on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So looking forward to those, hoping for some big point totals there that will be able to come back here. And, yeah, a two-start week for DeGrom. So that's uh, always something we look forward to around these parts. But. Uh, I'm curious, what do you guys think? Do you think that I can uh, pull this one out, or uh, has Chris Kennedy got my number? Man, you can't lose to Chris Kennedy, Nick. <laughs> He's right. You can't lose to him. And I just hope you can pull off the win, because you desperately need it. And Chris Kennedy doesn't. Like, <laughs> And he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say whatever I want against him. But yeah, I don't think he actually cares about this matchup so 
I I'm hoping I mean, we can, we can say whatever we want anyway. It's how glorious this country works. Um, Nick, I'm going to take you just because Chris has used three starts after tonight. I think you've only used one. Um, I think even if you have kind of an off week, Chris is still going to score a low enough point total that you should be able to beat him. I know he's jumped up to this lead, but I still don't think he tops, say, 210. And I think you're going to get at least 10 or 20 points more than that because for some reason you seem to perform in clutch times when your season is on the line historically. So I'm going to go with you. Uh, bless you boys for the support. Jeremiah, great point. Historically, I've done very well at making things interesting, but uh, not too interesting, although let's hope we're that this in. So uh, yeah, glad to uh, know you guys have my back in this matchup against Chris Kennedy, who you just can't lose to. I cannot stress that enough. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about uh, another matchup, though. A uh, real interesting one. It's a, a spiritual brother against spiritual brother against spiritual brother because there's two brothers on one side here. Uh, it's, of course, the showdown between Flex and the Squirtle Squad. Uh, league management, the inner circle turned on itself. A real civil war here, but it's the Squirtle Squad who have the lead at this point, 95.7 to 66.2 for Flex. Uh, obviously, the Squirtle Squad in the heat of a, a playoff race uh, Flex just hoping that Kaminsky isn't breathing too hard down his neck, but who are you guys picking in this matchup? <clears throat> Squirtle's called Squirtle Squad all the way, man. I think uh, I think he's gonna they're gonna actually pull off the win this time. And yeah, I I think they're gonna be very good this second half of the season. But who knows? Just like Jeremiah said, the the teams, the players they have actually are not that great. It's just they're they know how to pull off the, the streaming wins, I guess. I mean, if the Squirtle Squad faced Flex last week, they would have won. So I think that trend continues. It'll be a really low point total for both teams. So if the Squirts are going to win, it's going to be like 210 to 180 or something. Something like that. Um, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So I'm going to take the Squirtle Squad if for no other reason than for the Division Chaos we were talking about earlier. Uh, well, and for that same Division Chaos, I'm going to take Flex, uh, give Squirtle Squad the loss and see how that plays out in the Twisted Division. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, like you guys said, probably a low-scoring one, but this is a, a very clear test for Flex to see where he's at. Assuming Squirtle Squad once again put up approximately 200 points, it's going to be interesting to see whether he can surmount that, get to 225, 250 in that range. That'll probably be good for a win here. Uh, but if not, his team is in more trouble than just this one matchup. He's got some serious questions to answer before playoff time. So for his sake, I'm hoping he wins. He could really go either way, but I'm still going to pick him to uh, to win this matchup. Uh, a couple more we can talk about here. Uh, a possible preview for the Europa League again. We've got Chow taking on Luke Neverbund. Uh, and it is Luke who's up big because Chow has really not shown up to this matchup so far. Uh, Luke with 53.1 points compared to 11.8 for Chow. He's had some big negatives so far this week. Not looking good for him, but uh, do we think Luke, despite still being uh, at the, the Canadian championship, do you think he can do it this week against Chow? I guess so. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. Chow is very streaky. It's hard to... To um, predict if he's gonna win or not, it just depends on a lot of factors. Um, but Luke, yeah, I mean, I see his players, and maybe, maybe he'll pull off the win. What, what do you think, Germs? I mean, is did Nick say that the championships with the team still? I, yeah, if he did, but I'm taking Chow. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Chow. I, I don't care if the score is 110. I don't care. I, I don't think Luke's uh, going to put his players in, so give me Chow. Mm, true. And, and really, I mean, it's the only way Chow can make the playoffs, right? He needs to win. Otherwise, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Chow's got to get a win in this one. But I think uh, Luke is going to be able to put him out of his misery at this point. Uh, it would be fun to see Luke after a humiliating loss uh, last week in Week 17 for him to get a just dumb luck win here against Chow. There's something poetic about that. And, uh, I do like the idea of these two teams matching up down the line in Europa, so I think I'm going to take both of them here and uh, see what happens after that for them. That'd be spicy. Indeed. 
there's nothing more romantic than baseball. So that's uh, it's true. I have to remember that. Uh, a couple more matchups here. Uh, we got Lim taking on Garth M uh, in a, another lower tier showdown, and uh, it's Garth M who's got the the bit of an advantage. It's very close though, fifty eight points to forty three point nine for Lim. So could go either way right now. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about this one? Do you see one team having a a clear advantage in this one? Yeah, like Daddy Mac making some pickups and drops. So I'm gonna take McKinnis because uh, he's awake and. That never happens, so he must be putting in effort. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I saw his activity recently. Um, it's great. He's doing a lot of pickups, so hoping for him that he's going to pull off the win. He's getting a season's worth of pickups out of the way. I mean, not to jump aboard the train, but Lim has had his most success as a giant slayer and Garth M. Hardly giant, so I can understand why he wouldn't be able to pick up the W in this one and why uh, Garth M. would finally get a, a win after some time away. Uh, but now that brings us to our final matchup. I'm sure you guys are all excited about this one because uh, after seeing something impossible the the previous week in Week 17, we have a chance to see something even impossibler. It would be a rare Ellie win streak. He has a chance to go back-to-back, two in a row, never been done before because he is taking on RKR. Uh, a very favorable matchup for him. He's obviously two and fourteen. RKR though three and thirteen. So not a lot of daylight between them, and not a lot of daylight between them in this matchup because Ellie's at fifty point eight points compared to forty nine for RKR. So as of Tuesday night, it's a one point eight point difference. That's uh, incredibly close. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to put my cards on the table instantly and say I'm picking Ellie to win this one. It would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> would love to see him as a three win team. Uh, would love to just shake up the the bottom end of the league like that, but what do you guys think? Is RKR going to be able to survive this matchup, or is it uh, Ellie who's stealing the? Oh man, no, I think RKR is going to win. I think he he cares more than Ellie, and yeah, I mean it. <laughs> he's leading by one point. Hold horses, Nick. <laughs> I think I think RKR is still going to pull off the win. I mean, it would just—it would make me feel 100% better, but it would just be poetic justice for RKR to lose to Ellie after ruining my season of perfection. That he gets this cold slap in the face—that is an Ellie victory. So I'm gonna take Ellie, uh, just just because I need. I was 16. I was 16 and 0. Okay, this is that's a tough time to get over. And then I lost him. Nah. Anyway, RKR is going to lose. Ellie's got this. He's going to keep his spot in the league next year with this victory, too. Spoke through Jaded X. Uh, love to hear it. Uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see this being a fun matchup to watch. And who knows, maybe a, a preview for a future Vaz matchup. So got to keep your eye on that as- aspect of it as well. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see if uh, Ellie pulls off another win for three and three and fourteen or three and sixteen. It's going it's going to be, <laughs> good lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's gonna do it for our preview of week eighteen. Uh, either of you guys have concluding thoughts? Do you think this is gonna be a, a good week to watch? Uh, a bad week? What are your thoughts overall? I think it's gonna be a great week. Um, well, there's only one matchup that I'm really looking forward to. Actually, two. Um, Actually, three. <laughs> Let's go with uh, Ryan against Mike. I'm really excited for that. Obviously, it's going to be a great, great, great matchup. Um, and, <clears throat> and you, uh, Jeremiah, against Dilo. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, your team is uh, going, uh, still riding that uh, hot streak. Um, and obviously, Ellie against RKR. Let's let's see uh, <laughs> who is the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, my takeaway from this week and, and being on the show every week is that half of our league is just horrible, just awful. Like, oh, I mean, get it together, all of you, for I, your various reasons. Like, I don't know, I don't know. There's probably like <laughs> six to eight. I mean, teams it's hard to compete shit. when like all of the good players oh, are like, on like five teams, <laughs> oh. and the rest is just like it's crap. Okay, but how the trades? 
Yeah. But how did it get that way, right? They made trades, they drafted prospects, yeah. they flipped. Well, like, have you they, noticed that you know, you have the people really who contribute the more to, or the most are to, usually like the best in the league? Except for Lim, I'm sorry for you, man. That's, that just sucks. But <laughs> but like the rest, like you know, this podcast <laughs> who uh, contributes to Slack, like we all have pretty good teams. So, but like Kamenjathish started with nothing, <laughs> and they will be better than because like that's their half of this league job, next year, much. guaranteed. Like that's what they do all day. And the rest just don't I, like it's a casual thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, just yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, the one last concluding thought I'll add is that at this point we've got twelve teams who are still in contention for eight playoff spots. Depending how this week goes, you could still have all twelve very much in the hunt, or you could get it down to I think nine for eight slots. So it's a a real cliff week potentially where a, a bunch of guys can get cut off. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how things go one way or another, whether uh, there's a, a longer, drawn-out process or whether things are more or less wrapped up after this week. It's exciting. I mean, first year in the league. I am i don't know what to ex- expect for the playoffs. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of memes, trash talk, con- contents, but I'm, I'm just I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be wild. Well... It's going to be wild indeed. Uh, ben, thank you so much Thanks. for being on the weekly show. It's obviously great to have you here uh, after your great debut on Better Known Owner. Jeremiah, a pleasure as always. Always love it when you can uh, be on here to give us some of your most hot takes uh, and uh, some, some great opinions. So <laughs> thank you very much for being here. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode, though. Obviously, uh, it's been a good one. Uh, but for now, all I can say is good night and good fantasy.